live from the capital of the Commonwealth. This is the Sports Huddle with Bob Black on 1061 ESPN. We're also streaming live at ESPNRichmond.com and on the iHeartRadio app. Call in and talk with Bob anytime at 327-0888. Now, here's Bob Black with the Sports Huddle on 1061 ESPN. So if you missed it in the first hour today, Sean Robertson from CBS 6 and I really got fired up for college football, particularly Virginia Union, Virginia State. We had the Virginia State side in the 4 o'clock hour. Virginia Union's coming at the bottom of this hour. But then during the break, just now, we started talking college basketball and got really fired up for that as well because tip-off is just three days away now yeah. to get us to Monday, yeah. which is the official start of the college basketball season. And almost everybody is playing Monday. Uh, it is a big day for virtually every team across the country. You know, some games more than others. Some teams are, you know, <laughs> not exactly getting challenged in their first game of the year. Mm-hmm. But still, Sean, excited for all of our teams to to get going on Monday night. We were talking about Richmond and VCU, the Rams at home against McNeese State, the Spiders at home against VMI. Um, so here we go. As I like to call it, the crossover season. Yep. College football and college basketball. It is um, – if you're in the industry, it's a little bit of a pain. It's a little bit of a nightmare. You earn your money if at you're, this point. If you're a fan, I can see how you'd get stoked for this, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Especially, I mean, last year we only had, if my math is right, did we have like only three state teams going to the tournament? UVA, VCU, and I couldn't remember the third. Um, or was it just two? Might have been only two. Unless it was a Norfolk State maybe that went there I'll as a first to, four. We'll, we will look that up. But it was it was a small number. It wasn't the normal like one year we had like six teams go into it. Yeah. I think that's been the record six or five or four, uh, something like that. And and with Virginia and VCU, they were eliminated the first weekend. So we didn't have we had a few good local stories. Uh, in the tournament, like Drew Williamson in Florida Atlantic, former ODU mm-hmm. uh, player standout, went to uh, coached at Virginia State, went to the Final Four, um, some like that, but not those. You know, let's let's see how far UVA can go. Let's see what Richmond can do. Remember the year before they won the tournament and uh, won an NCAA tournament game in Buffalo. So I would like to see hopefully more state teams represented in the field of 68 this year. Hope so. Virginia opens at home against Tarleton State. Not sure where they came up with that one. Tech opens at home against Coppin State. Uh, Radford is on the road at Carolina and North Carolina, so they get a nice payday. Oh, yeah. Get to see Armando. Yep, right. And Mm -hmm. we mentioned – all right, so we mentioned the two city teams, Richmond and VCU. Both home (laughs) Monday night, 7 o'clock. Going up against Monday Night Football that night. Oh, yeah, that's what it is. That's what we're going up against. (laughs) So on Masson – you're going to have VCU and McNeese State. And on Masson 2, you're going to have Richmond and VMI. So if you can't choose between the two games, maybe you can choose between the two broadcasters. <laughs> wow. wow. Sean Robertson on the call of VCU on Masson and Bob Black on the call of Richmond and VMI. I, look, like uh, Matt Joseph said earlier today, I, I, this was not my doing. <laughs> I just knew today that the game was on mass, and I swear I thought this was just on ESPN Plus. It's I thought okay. it was just live streaming, so I had nothing to do with, you know, VC going to mass and Richmond going to mass and too. Not my call. That's what clickers are for. That is what click and and their um, DVRs. Right. Yes. Exactly. But as soon as you heard you were going up against me, 
and Mastin and Mastin too, you're like, I got to pull out one of my, as we would call it, <laughs> Wingo suits. There's a story behind that. Yes. But one of your one of your primetime suits, right? Yes, one of the Wingo suits, yes. <laughs> I'm like, if I'm going against Bob Black, I got to step my game up. <laughs> I got to have all my information straight and sound like I know what I'm talking about. And I got to be got to be dressed in press for this one. You know, that is a real challenge for game one, is having your information straight. Man. This year, probably <laughs> more than any other, mm-hmm. uh, not only your team, but the opponent yes. as well, right? So VCU totally remade roster totally. because they have a new head coach. At least they have that. Yeah. You know, a new head coach, you figure that's come. But you had to deal with that. Yeah. Richmond has eight newcomers. Yeah. It's tied for the most newcomers Chris Mooney's ever had wow. in a season at mm-hmm. Richmond. One returning starter for the Spiders equals the fewest returning starters he's and ever Odom had. Odom had zero returning season. starters. And, and he has the zero. Whole starting five has transferred, and all five are at a Power 5 school. Well, you see, now that's the deal with my opponent, VMI. Mm-hmm. Their top four scorers. Mm-hmm. They were not good last year. Mm-hmm. And their top four scorers, all double-figure scorers, all transferred. Mm. I mean, yeah, that's... Now, one of them was a grad transfer. VMI doesn't have graduate school. I I get that one. But the other three were like freshmen and sophomores. Mm -hmm. Average double figure. So, obviously, playing time and getting the ball Mm -hmm. was not a problem. Mm -hmm. VMI, obviously, was the problem. I get that. But still, I feel so bad for for Andrew Wilson, their head coach. Because it's probably not the last time he's going to go through. Like, he's got 11 freshmen. If three of them are double figure scorers, Mm -hmm. he's not going to have them as sophomores. No. Right? Because they feel like, oh, I was able to do that in this environment. Maybe somebody was watching me and think I can fit their scheme and their system just as well. Yeah, this is a mess. It's tough. So for you and me, it's tough because you're really learning two whole new teams. And here's the other thing that would make me state. Head coaches will Isn't even going to be there. (laughs) Now, from what I was told, um, he can can still run the practices – and the shoot around, oh. but he can't be at the facility the day of the game. So they, if they do their shoot around at the Siegel Center at noon, like most visiting teams mm-hmm. do for a seven o'clock game, he can't be at that. I, th- I think he can. Oh, he can be in the at facility. the shoot around, but when the game is played, he can't be. He can't be at the he can't be at the facility. So now I'm trying. So to he'll be back at the hotel getting room service watch and game. watching and Sean watch Robertson. Game. So now, do I talk to Will? And get the information about his players through him or the acting coach, whoever that is, that night. Can you do both? I'm a t- well, I, I, I think you got to talk to Will Wade if yeah. he'll do that. I think you got to do it. I did reach out to uh, to McNeese State about that. He did say, you know, I was able to talk to Will, but I was like, do I talk to him and or who the interim coach is going to be? And actually, one of the assistant coaches was a grad assistant at VCU. Is he running the show? I don't know because I think they, right. they were supposed to divide – the 10 games between the two assistants really? as interim. So I don't know who of the two will be the interim that night. That's unusual. Yeah. You'd think you'd, for consistency's sake, one voice, you yeah. would want one guy. But I think both will get to coach five, and then Wade comes in for game 11. That's fascinating. So I'm wondering if the grad assistant, the VCU grad assistant, will coach this yeah. game, Maybe. given he knows the lay of the land at that point. He was he was a grad assistant on the Final Four team. We with, both got pretty Wade. good storylines here. This, so yeah, that, cool. that, that may be the number one. I'll give you that, the Will Wade. Yeah, and um, I was like, oh, he's going to come back, and then I'll well, – no, he won't be there. So it's like, who do I talk to? So, yeah, it's, it's, 
you know, you do your boards and everything like that, and then you figure out, okay, who do I talk to at that point? But yeah, it's like it's going to be blank. It's like wow. I'm glad the names will be on the back of the jerseys. I agree with you <laughs> for, for both teams. Yes. I I definitely I go to practice to watch the Spires. I take a roster with me. Yeah, I went because I don't yesterday. know those guys yet. I went to VCU's practice yesterday, and I, I mentioned it to Chris, who's uh, you know their media representative. And I said I hadn't seen a practice. I mean, I saw an exhibition with Mars Hill, but you know, for me to shoot it yeah, with one it's eye, different. it's totally different. Totally different. And then just to kind of get a feel of how Coach runs the off, you know, runs the practice, it's going to be different in all of that. So yeah, mm-hmm. just to get the to see that and see the guys and 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 you know see something you know a, a body feature that were like oh that's that guy because Chris said the numbers that they wore that day will be different than what wow. they wear you know on, on Monday so I'm like okay well you know Joe Bamasil okay I know what Joe looks like I know what Zeb Jackson looks like even though he shaved, cut his hair um, I know what Jason looks like uh, Roosevelt so I know some of those guys but uh, Shoga let me get the pronunciation you know. Mm-hmm. He was at practice that day, um, and some other guys. Just kind of get re, you know, refamiliarized sure. with them because, like you said, when you had so much talent leave like that with both teams, that's that's unheard of. When you have that many new faces on both teams in our area, it's it's a lot to 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 take in. Going to take some time, especially for game number one. Game number one. Who are you doing the game with? From now, from what I was told yesterday, is John Feinstein. John oh. is John is going to do the game, and I guess the whole Ryan Odom. He knows, da- you know, oh, obviously big time on us, huh? He's you know he's got that familiarity with Dave Odom, so there'll be some stories about his times with Terry, Terry Holland, and his times with Wake, and we'll <laughs> throw in some UMBC tidbits when he was there in 2018. And I'm gonna say, yeah, John, I was there. I was there in Charlotte, you know. Lyles yeah, came, don't let him dominate the yeah, airwaves Lyles on you, Sean. Came, you know, Lyles, yeah, you know, sometimes, you know, you know, I always say, you know, he knows his stories, but I, it's always like, like, oh, Pat Sumrall, let him run off with the stories, and I've got to tie it in together with the game. So I, that's my job. And as for, you know, when you have different uh, analysts, and you were dealing with that with football this year, it's like, you know, you got to feel their pace, get their pace, what they do, and then you have to adjust your style to them. And Ed has a different style. He comes from a player's perspective, but he maybe doesn't say as much as John. So it's like you gotta gotta change that up during the course of the game. But even with, do you think you'll have a minute or two to ask John Feinstein to talk about Bob Knight? Definitely, definitely. It will probably if if I don't bring it up, he would probably bring it up. Yes. That was yes, Feinstein's first book, right? Absolutely. Season on the Brain. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that because I... Hey, yeah. anything I can do to help you on your broadcast, <laughs> Sean. Wow. Unbelievable. I got Greg Beckwith. I'm all right. I, I, got a, I got a Hall of Famer, man. You got the man. Hall of Famer there. I got a Hall of Famer. I'm but yes, right there'll, be, there'll probably be some stories. Yeah, there'll probably I be some stories. Gotta, yeah. Timing-wise. Man, that's, that's... Regardless of what you thought of him watching him on TV, just what he was able to do behind the scenes and 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 the the imprint he left... Will never, will never be forgotten. With different programs, Navy. I'm, yeah, with, uh, I'm sorry, with the Army, and what he did with uh, Coach K, with Indiana. Of course, still the last undefeated team, wire to wire to mm-hmm. win a national 76. championship. Seventy six, yep. and what he did at Texas Tech. He basically resurrected that program to be to have them back on a national landscape in his six seasons there. We played a doubleheader at Madison Square Garden. I don't know. It must be at least a half dozen years ago now when Knight was doing uh, oh, yeah, TV. Oh, yeah. And he sat down next to Greg Beckwith, and the two of them started talking. Yeah. 
and oh, that's it was right. it was unbelievable. It was like the best fifteen minutes of basketball talk I've ever heard. And Knight was as nice and as cordial and as outgoing as you could pop that like that's the vision I have of Bob Knight, mm-hmm. not the chair throwing, mm-hmm. grabbing the neck, mm-hmm. bullying guy. But that image. That Im- and Beck was like blown away by it. And then the fact you know, there was still no animosity with Richmond <laughs> knocking, knocking off, him off. in yes. the end of that year. Yes, correct. Cool. It was it was awesome. Those it, those moments for us in that profession, when you get that I mean, like I, I got a chance to talk to John Thompson once. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then when he passed away, I had to, I put the picture up. I'm like, I got a picture with John Thompson. Yeah, I used to love Georgetown growing up, and and so yeah. Uh, do we we don't know when the night service or funeral? I, I'm hoping it's not Monday for your sake, uh, that's because a good you point. know Feinstein's got to be at that. You would think so, right? Yeah, you would think so. Hopefully, yeah. That's a good question. All right, we'll talk to the people about well, that. Yeah, <laughs> um, I'll tell you what. Can we keep him on hold there, AJ? He will. He's our guy. Because you know what he's going to talk about, Let's AJ. not fall too far behind here. Reggie, Reggie will be our headline here, but I'm not going to put him on just yet. Let's let's roll through this as quickly as we can and get you going in the 5 o'clock hour of the Sports Huddle. These are this afternoon's top sports stories. I'm sure he'll be fascinated by all the uh, stories you have to tell. This is today's Drive Home Headlines. Brought to you by James River Air. If you're not happy with your heating and cooling system, call James River Air for a free in-home consultation. Check them out online at jamesriverair.com. That's our headline. Reggie is on hold, and he's coming up right after the break. He's certainly going to want to talk some Virginia Union, some Virginia State with Sean. I'm sure we got the Virginia State side with Coach Frazier in the 4 o'clock hour. We'll get the Coach Parker perspective from Union coming up here at 530. And Reggie on the line to talk more about it after a timeout. Sports out of 1061 ESPN. The Dallas Cowboys all season is 1061 ESPN. Brought to you by Arthur's Electric and Park and Go. All right, I assume he held on during the break, right? He wouldn't miss an opportunity like this one as we keep. <laughs> Reggie, this is all about you. This segment is all about you. VSU, Wall of Famer, John, and also the future Hall of Famer, UVA, and also Syracuse, Bob Black. How about them Texas Rangers, Bob? I love it. I'm fine with that. Well, wait a minute. Hold, hold up, yeah, Reggie. Go hold, ahead. hold up, Reggie. Great intro. Yes, but you're missing, you messed up the title for Bob. I did, didn't I? You did. <laughs> you got to do that again. Yeah, That's not UVA. Come yeah, on. Yeah, You're better that, than that, yeah. Reggie. You're better than uh, that. The, the pressure of Dr. Frazier got to me with that, <laughs> with that speech. I'm ready to run through the door. <laughs> All right. Uh, future U, U of R. There you there. go. Bob there you go. There you go. Thank you, All Reggie. Right. All Thank right. you. All the nice things town. you've said over the years, I'll let one slip. I in. was going to say UVA. What oh, I got nothing against UVA no, 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 yeah. either, but not really. You have, you have not really where my bread is buttered, but you know. Press, <laughs> <laughs> you got to. But Sean, being the only station that does high school sports, brother, what we got looking at Friday for a championship high school? Our game of the week will be uh, we're showcasing the private schools, the two powers, Benedictine and Ooh. Trinity. And that game's at Huguenot Ooh. High School. 
They wanted what? they wanted the bright lights. They wanted Friday night oh, lights. Oh, they're going under the lights. They're gonna go under the lights at Huguenot, a bigger wow. a bigger venue. They'll have more uh, opportunity to have more fans for both schools to be there. Uh, they did that two years ago when they played at Henrico. Right. Last year was at Benedictine, and then they moved it uh, moved the game back from August to November, playing mm-hmm. it at the end of the year on a neutral neutral field, and they'll be at Huguenot. So that's our game of the week. Benedictine is number one in the latest rankings in the VISAA, and I think Trinity is currently fourth with a chance to maybe move up to third if they do give Benedictine their first loss. So that's our the game of the week. Is it, is it big and bad Holland Springs slipping? That was a close game against Verona. What the hand stamps are going on? Are they slipping there or what? No, nah, just uh, – well, I mean, when you lose four D1 players in the secondary – to Highlands for for Highlands Springs, that's tough to overcome. That's going to be tough. Um, but, but to their credit, they bounced back. Yes, they did give up a couple of touchdowns in the first half, and they gave up you know a long touchdown in the in the second half. But Christian Martin showed you know why Maryland uh, recruited him heavily, and that's why he's going to be a Terp uh, next year. He he led that team uh, to a big time comeback. They scored twenty points in the second half, and they showed a lot of people why they. You know, are, are most likely the you know the number one seed or number one team in our in our poll uh, for how they were mm-hmm. able to come back and they got Hanover on the road Friday night. That'll be their final game before the playoffs. And that's tell you what, Region Six, it's going to look really really interesting. You got Dale at one, Highland Springs two, Manchester three, Glen Allen four, and Oscar Smith five. You could have you mm-hmm. know all and all. Um, Richmond area semifinal in Region Six. If those top four seeds went out, you got Glen Allen and Dale and Highland Springs and Manchester. Uh, could be very interesting region semifinals if that if that plays out like that. Right now, here's my question, Sean. Um, Bob asked me why the mighty children put seventy five on the young men from West Virginia. Bob, once you ask Sean, the physical kicker need a little bit of practice. When he missed that one game, what do you think, Sean? <laughs> Which what? Now wait a minute. What, what was that again? The the game where we put seventy five on um, on Lincoln on Blue. Yeah, um, Bob said we, we we were a little rough on him. <laughs> were a little rough. Could have called off the dogs, maybe. Now to their credit, <laughs> to their credit, the scoring that took place in the second half were reserves. Okay. Fair enough. That is fair enough. Jordan Davis was pulled. He's a starting quarterback. Messiah Scott, who played at Petersburg, he's a local product. He played the entire second half, and he scored oh. two touchdowns running the football. Fair and there enough. was another backup uh, running back also that scored. So the do- to a certain degree, the dogs were taken. You know, yeah. the dogs were no, pulled. Right. They put yeah. in the reserves. Yep. But you know, like the legendary Steve Spurrier said, we can't. We, you know, we can't stop ourselves. Nope. The defense got to stop us, and, yep. and Lika didn't stop those reserves, and they deserve an opportunity. They do, so absolutely. And it was do. good for Mazai. Those were his first two collegiate touchdowns after he had started at West Carolina, Western Carolina, and then transferred to Virginia State, and he got an opportunity on Saturday. But I don't think we may see a lot of reserves. No, <laughs> I hope <this> not. <laughs> I hope not. I think this right? gonna be pretty. This gonna be you know, like he said. This gonna be this gonna be a nice, almost a fight to a certain degree. Just put a cage around Hovey Field. Loser leaves town Saturday afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> like like we've Bring been saying, that's what they're playing for. That's so, what you go through August and summer and workouts and all that. And and the fact that also, you know, they don't have to look at the scoreboard right. at the end of the game. They don't have to look at any uh-huh. other game on Saturday. Like and like Frazier said, you win, you win. 
You play Fayetteville State in the title game, you lose, and you got a long wait for Selection Sunday uh, for Division Two, and and most likely the loser will be out because they were not. You know, it was only one team in the top ten in the rankings, and that was Fayetteville, and they were seventh. Mm. Neither state or Union. I'm sorry, you, I'm sorry, Union was tenth. I apologize. State was not in the rankings, so state. Feels they've got to win out. They've got to win Saturday, and they got to win the title game to have any shot of making the playoffs. What do you think, Bob? Well, I'm not picking one. I can tell you that. <laughs> yeah, I ain't gonna let you try, it, Bob. Come on, Bob, uh, pick one. Heck no. We're trying to convince him to, <laughs> to to push aside going out to furniture shopping and clothes shopping till later in the day. <laughs> let him come for a half, and then you can do your chores after that. <laughs> we all win with this matchup. Yeah, oh, no question. There you go, no AJ. Question. We all win with this matchup. No question. We do. It's gonna it's gonna be a great atmosphere. Thank you, Bob. Appreciate it. All right, Thank Reggie. You, Thanks, Reggie. Thank you. All right, let's just keep on rolling. Let's get the break in here. We'll come back. Uh, Coach Parker joins us from Virginia Union. We'll probe into what's made the Panthers so good this season and the amount of points they're putting on the board and the stops they're making on defense. They've been solid. This stretch they've had, man, this five-game winning streak, awfully impressive for Virginia Union. All right, we'll find out how they've been putting that streak together. Coach Parker, Alvin Parker joins us. After the break, we continue to size up the Douglas Wilder Classic Virginia State at Virginia Union Saturday at Hovey Stadium, Willie Lanier Field. That's right. That's awesome. Uh, Back with Coach Parker next on the Sports Huddle. Big Al doesn't care how the duck is prepped. I don't care if he eats raw duck. Or what anyone thinks. I don't care about what he thinks. But he does care about what you do from 8 to 10 weekday mornings. So spend that time with him on 1061 ES. Bob, I am so fired up. How fired up are you, AJ? So fired up, I'm playing Eye of the Tiger. Which we should just ran through this whole show. We did. In fact, as Sean was walking out, he was like, wait a minute, I never got to talk about the commanders and trading sweat and and young and I almost got him to stay just to do that. We no, we should have actually talked more state and union, I think. I'm with you. How refreshing were those two guys compared to the usual coach speak we get? So, well, first off, I'm a huge fan of both. Me and too. I I love those those interviews so much that I've I've sent them uh, I've broke them up individually, but I also combined one. Nice. And just I'm gonna go back home and listen to it back to back. You could put one answer up against another from the two of them, make it sound like they were both here, I which is something we kind of wanted to do, right? Yeah, I know. That's what makes you so good. As a producer, AJ, and I am all sincerity going to miss you. Our time together was way too short. There's something inside me that says it won't be the last time. It won't be as regular as it has been. And not only are you great at producing, the way Sean mentioned that, but the other thing that I loved about you was, and I say this all the time, it's a broken record, I've always wanted the co-host back. Again, right? Back in the good old days, I had Andrew Wallace, and we were the Black and Jew Sports Auto, and it was great. And then the pandemic hit, and things changed. Sean Robertson on Thursday has been a breath of fresh air for me because I love the co-host thing. But the, the chemistry that I think you and I have built with you being a producer and multitasking and also basically being a co-host, I can't tell you how much I have enjoyed that. I will certainly miss that, and I don't think it's the last time we're going to do it. I, I I I'm choked up. I yes, I've enjoyed this time with you, and it's been very fun. And I thank you for letting me be a part of your show. 
We are very different people. I think that's fair to say. In the best way, though. In the best way, and I think it's created a great chemistry between us, and I really am going to miss that on a on a daily basis. I, I think our differences we appreciate. Yeah. And you let me talk baseball as much as I wanted to, too. Sometimes, sometimes you even egged me on to talk baseball. So, but that's what, and you learn to like so many Virginia teams because of these shows, right? Yes, yes. That's going to be the hardest part uh, is walking away from you guys and walking away from like you know talking to these kids. That that was the best part of the job was talking to all these athletes and and even I'm not going to tell you which teams I don't like and being forced to like those teams because I like the people around them. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. I I agree. And like I said, uh, I know you've already said you'll be hanging around, and the more you hang around, the better. Um, because it will make for a better radio station. So I, thank you for everything that you have done. Um, to borrow the cliche, this is not goodbye, just so long for now. Exactly. Couldn't have said it any better if I worked for Hallmark. You did a great job. I, I can't t- trump that. Well done, AJ. Uh, we will see you soon, I am sure. Uh, you will not hear me for the next couple of days. We normally would have shows uh, off tomorrow with the Spiders having the bye weekend, just taking a long weekend. And then Monday we have Spider basketball, so I'm in prep mode for that Monday afternoon. So we'll be back Tuesday with the next Sports Huddle, and we do hope you'll catch Spider basketball on Monday night. 6.30 is our airtime. Enjoy the sporting weekend. Thanks to both uh, coaches Frazier and Parker from State and Union. That big game Saturday. Watch Sean Robertson on Channel 6. You'll get all the highlights and all the details of that one. Talk to you next week. Have a great sporting weekend. Talk to you Tuesday with the next Sports Huddle on 106.1 ESPN. Wesley Financial Group is not a law firm. This 